What's up, everyone? This is what day nine of Audio Mo, and we are at Waterfront Park in Port Orchard, about to start worship here at the waterfront. So I'm just gonna let this record for as long as my phone battery can stand it without having to <laughs> not having enough battery to post it. That would be a problem because I'm having phone charging difficulties. So, and I'm reading the songs that they're going to sing. Oh, but and then I will, uh, having watched my battery, I will stop when it gets low enough. So, I'm. Did you want it on your? Um, it doesn't need to be necessarily. So, build my life. Love has a name. But there's a little bit of a problem with that. Do you guys see the problem? There's like a sea of green between us and you, which might be awesome because you are enjoying sitting. Um, but it's not as much fun. So, can I So, will you just please come press in on the grass? If your feet are on the grass, you're in the right place. So, if you'll just come in on the grass, like right now. <laughs> If you were in Gate Harbor this morning, I'm not going to make you do what we did this morning. You can just, just come in. Come and stand on the grass. Because we're just going to sing together for a little bit. And um, and then I'll let you sit down again, okay? But if you would be willing to come on the grass. And you know what? Next time I promise, we're going to go. We'll go on the grass. We'll go on the grass. I'll come and stand with you. And you can share a little message about love and then um, these guys actually know a lot of cool music so we're going to break out into some fun music. Jer- you know, Jeremiah was bullfrog comes about that. Um, but right now you probably need a song sheet. So will you raise your hand if you are intending to sing and don't have a song sheet? And John and Nancy and Greg. Okay, so you guys see them? John, Nancy, Greg? Nancy, John? Do you think they need some song sheets up there? And um, come on down to the green grass. Let's all sing together. To make a note about the song sheets, you know, because usually when we're super high tech in church, you've got screens, you don't have to look it down, so you can look up, you know. Uh, but these are like reverse as what you would do in a book. So we're starting with Build My Life, Let Go, Love is a Name. I'm just going to have to follow us. I don't really have that order. I was just trying to fit everything in one sheet. But the cool thing about these is that we have a little thing we're going to fill out later. And then also, you know, sometimes it's nice to like dip with the words with you. Usually they're over the screen and they're up there, but I can just follow along now. So feel free to sing along, or if you just want to listen, whatever you feel like doing, you can sit, stand. Um, let's just have a nice time together.
unlike our love, and I was going to use the picture of um, my son when he's upset, how I want to stay away from him, but he just knocks me in, like, in the eye with his hat, and now I like can't see out of the side. I'm like, I'm just going to, I didn't feel very loved. I put on like 40 pounds and was just kind of unhappy with myself and didn't know um, what it was to be loved, and then something changed when two people uh, really started loving me. Uh, the first was when I met this great guy named Larry was dating who told me he loved me and um honestly I had a hard time believing him and you know in the back of your mind it was this um you know well, what if if he only knew then that love would change right and um, things would be different and I know some of you might really want to experience that kind of love where a person actually tells you that they love you and that's a holy longing that's something that you were designed for there's also an element to that where th that love that is person to person on its own does not have a strong enough foundation and might not be deep enough to convince you because of the weight or the acceptance letter um, or the job or the circumstance that you really are truly loved. So six months after Larry and I started dating, another person began to tell me that he loved me and it was when God told me that he loved me. And it was a specific night, it was a Wednesday night, it was in the middle of the night and I was having really bad dreams. And um, I don't know where it, all of you guys are in what you believe or don't believe, but um, I, I'll, I've always had a very uh, sincere sense of evil, of the presence of, of, of a spiritual reality of evil. And it was one of those nights where I felt like evil was very near. And so I did the only thing I knew to do, which was just to call out to the name of Jesus and ask for that evil to, to be gone. And then, I, and then I did something that some of you might be familiar with. It's, um, it's a game called Bible Roulette. Any of you guys ever played Bible Roulette? Where you just, you just, you flip the pages and then you like land and then you put your finger down and hope that that is the word of God for you. And you hope it's like not a list of names that doesn't make any sense. Okay, that's good. This is where I started. It's fine. So I actually landed that night somewhere good. I landed in a book called Isaiah, in Isaiah 43, and this is what I read out loud. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. You're precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. And it was one of those moments, and I don't mean to sound weird to you, I hope it doesn't sound too weird, 
but I, I was reading it out loud out of the book. Like, that's one level of reality. I know that was true. It was me, my voice. It was this book. But I also felt like it was somebody else speaking it to me, really, truly. Like, God was really speaking that to my heart as if it was being spoken for the first time. And I really laid hold of that, and it emboldened me. And it made me feel really strong and safe. And it did make evil disappear, but it also started me on this journey of believing that God had called me. And as we look at these other what-ifs this summer, we're going to look at what if we believed that we were loved, we were chosen, we weren't alone, and we were, um, we were, uh, what's the other word? Called? We are given a purpose. What if we really believe that? And this was the passage at the start of that for me, where I really believed that God might love me and it has made all the difference in the world. Now that was that passage for me. It was, um, that, that passage is old. It was first written to a group of people called the Israelites. And they were a group of people who believed that they were being passed over, that they were being um, decimated politically. They were being uh, harassed. They were poor, they were passed over, and God came and spoke to them in this book of Isaiah and said, you, I see you, you're precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. And God spoke that over a whole people, and he speaks it over you. And he says to you, I am the Lord, your God, your Savior, and you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. And I just wonder if you really believe that. What difference would that make? What kind of a steady foundation would that put you on to know that it's not a circumstance, it's not a job, it's not a physicality that makes you or makes you not loved? You are loved. You are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. That, um, that you is both singular, it is you, and it is plural. It was the people of Israel, and I believe that that is the town of Port Orchard. That Jesus sees this whole place, and he says, you're precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. And this is how I know that. There was, there was a moment in Israel's history, right? I told you this was an old thing that was said to a group of people, the Israelites, right? There was a season of their life that came hundreds of years later where they felt extremely passed over. They had not heard anything from God in 400 years. They began to wonder if this was true. And it was at that critical moment where they were really unsure of whether God was still speaking that God spoke and came in the person of Jesus and showed himself to his people. And then Jesus went on to say very similar words. John, Jesus said, for God so loved the world, the whole world, the plural world, right? That he gave his only son, he's speaking about himself, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have an everlasting life. And Jesus said, for the son of man did not come into the world to condemn the world, not to tell you how wrong you are, how far away you are from him, how much distance you have from him. No, he came into the world not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And so the message still remains today. God sees you. He loves you. You are honored in his eyes and precious and he loves you. And so I spent the last year with the imagination of what would it look like if this city of Port Orchard believed this truth about her. That is a city that might at times have felt passed over. She is actually very loved. 
you're precious in my eyes and honored and I loved you. What difference would that make? And so I want to invite you into a summer of holy imagination with me, of holy wondering with me. You have on your, on your song sheet at the bottom, you have this um, little slot. It says name and email and what if God... And I'm asking for your name and your email because I, I want us as a community to start wondering what would God be doing. And if you give me your email, I'll send you a summary of the things that people began to imagine. We're asking this week, what if God loves you? What if God loves you as a person? What difference does it make? What, what if God loves the city of Port Orchard? What difference would it make? And the band is going to come back. And what I want you to consider is how would you fill in that blank? What if God loved Port Orchard? What if God could love Port Orchard? What if God were loving Port Orchard? What difference would it make? And so we have some little pencils that we'll hand out to you, because um, I know not all of you have writing utensils. And we're going to sing a song, and the words are beautiful, first love, reminding us that God really does love us. And I want to invite you and invite the Spirit to help you imagine what difference would it make if you knew that God loved you and if God loved Port Orchard. So let me pray for us, and um, I'll give you instructions for that later. So just right now, let your imagination play with that. So let me pray for us. Um, Jesus, I really believe that you love us and that it was a radical message that I received, that I am precious in your eyes and honored, and you love me. And I just wonder... Um, what would it look like tonight if everyone listening, everyone who could hear me right now, knew that they were loved by the God who made them? That the God who made them became the person of Jesus to save them, to live a life so much like ours. You lived a passed over life, a poor life, and a powerful life, a perfect life that we could live so that we could be with you. And so, Holy Spirit, I invite you to help us to imagine what would it look like if we knew you were loved? What would Paul Richard look like if she knew that she were loved? Help us see what you see. This is a new song for a lot of you. And we invite you to listen and kind of just reflect on the lyrics. Feel free to sing with if you want to, but it is a great remembrance of Thank mm -hmm. you. 
there. Pink, blue, purple, green. Oh, I'm going to surprise you. Okay, let's see if you like this one. Okay, it's a push-up. It's a push-up popsicle. Oh, do you got one too? You got a better one. Here you go. That's one of those, like, push-ups. There you go. You're welcome. Dug in already. Got one? Okay, good. No popsicle? Mommy was ice
Yeah. Mm -hmm. 